Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Pewter post-game show and the first losing Pewter post-game show for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they drop this one to the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football by a score of 25-11, to 11, which, if we're being honest, it was never even close <laughs> nope. in the second half. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me and right next to me is yeah. Scott Reynolds of PewterReport.com. As you guys can tell, we are still live from Raymond James Stadium recapping everything from this Bucs game. But, uh, Scott, I think the Bucs experienced a little bit of a dose of reality yeah. today that they are not in the same league as the Eagles just yet. Correct. It was not a victory Monday at all, right? This is yeah. This is a game. It's Monday Night Football, but uh, the Buccaneers probably better off playing on Sundays. And we're they are see undefeated. Them. They are undefeated, undefeated on Sundays. Yeah, that, that's that's quite the stat, man. I love that. Um, this was a measuring stick game for the Buccaneers, and you know, I, I wrote in my SRS Fab Five column on Saturday about are the Bucks catching the Eagles at the right time because the Eagles didn't look as dominant as they did in the first two games as they did last year. Right. But my biggest concern was with this 10 days to prepare for the Buccaneers to game plan, to get it healthy, to get ready, would they be able to flip the switch and, and get back to that? And, and they certainly were. They ran the ball really well against Minnesota in week two. That continued tonight. Yes. DeAndre Swift had 130 yards on the ground. The Bucs could not stop Philly's offensive line, which – um, you know, held a little bit, uh, false started a little bit, but, <laughs> but, but if we're being serious, though, yeah. they dominated in the trenches and they won on both sides of the ball in the, the trenches on their offense and defensive lines and, um, 201 yards against the top, well, I should say the second ranked run defense, not anymore, yeah. but, uh, no. uh, that was really the tail of the tape. It was, this was a game that Philly took over on that offensive line, and Matt Baker Mayfield kind of expressed some disappointment with the Buccaneers not being the, the more physical team tonight. Right. He said that they kind of have prided themselves on this from the beginning, even before the regular season, that they are going to out-tough and out-physical everybody. While there's still a lot of talent on this yeah. team, a lot of times if you can just win physically, that will take you a long way. And Scott, we said it throughout the whole week. This game was going to be won yeah. in the trenches. And I thought that the Bucs were going to at least make a statement. They tried making a statement at the coin toss by having Vita Vea and Tristan Wirfs yes. as the only team 
captains for the Bucks that Great went point. out for uh, for the coin toss, but they didn't win the coin toss, and they obviously did not win at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You can make an argument for both sides, which was worse. The Bucks defensive line really not getting any pressure right. on Jalen Hurts, and obviously everything you just said about the running game yeah. is spot on. But the Bucks running the football was just as bad, if not worse. I mean, they didn't get any traction or semblance of a push up front until later in the game when it was already 25 to three and, yeah. and pretty much out of reach. So through three games, two poor rushing performances yeah. for the Bucks between week one and week three. And tonight obviously was, uh, was worse than I think even most fans imagined. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that might make the playoffs, but don't expect this team to go far in the playoffs, mm -hmm. not this year, unless they get remarkably better as the season goes. I, I think you look at this offensive line, um, there's some real growing pains here, yeah. right? Especially on the right side of the line. Cody Malk really got a wake-up call. I, I didn't think that he played particularly well. Robert Hainsey is, is an average center. Um, they're going to have to upgrade the center position next year if if they really want to take the next step yeah. and be more physical. He he is just not anywhere near Ryan Jensen in terms of physicality, in terms of size, in terms of power. And if you're going up against a team with a really good interior front, like the Eagles have, certainly rolling in Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Jaylen who had a Carter. Night, Jalen Carter. Forced a fumble and recovered it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not going – to to establish the run because it's going to get blown up from the inside. So I think for the, for the Buccaneers this year, this is uh, a, a season where they're going to have to win the winnable games and, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and try to try to compete and steal some, some wins against teams that they might be more evenly matched with, but against, Better teams like San Francisco and Philly, those yeah. are the top two teams in the NFC. You can't expect them to win. Matter of fact, nobody in the Pewter Report staff <laughs> expected them to win. I know that, that there's some some disappointment, right? The Buccaneer fans, you guys, you Pewter people, you want your team to win, and I understand that. There's no shame in being 2-1, and one, losing to oh, yeah. the most talented team in the NFC right now. Uh, no question at all. I mean, like you said, no one picked the Bucks to win today, unless yeah. you're, you know, some of the biggest of fans. By the way, um, Paul, who during the week said, mark this down, the Bucks are going to win by a lot. Yeah. Well, we marked it down and you were <laughs> way off, but we do love yeah. you anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the, if you would have said before the season, yeah. the Bucks were going to be two and one going into a game playing for first place yes. against the Saints next week. And I don't want to go too far ahead with the right. Saints just yet. Every Bucks fan would have signed up for that. So, yes, it was not pretty tonight. It was awful at a lot of these moments. The Bucs are still 2-1, and one and there's a yeah. lot of positivity, positive things that you can look at. There's still yeah. tons that needs to be cleaned up. But we got some super chats to get yeah. to, so let's rock and roll with it. Thank you to Treyer Musselman yes. for this 999 super chat who says, Bro, just run it up the middle one more time, <laughs> yeah. bro. I swear it'll work, bro. Please. Yeah, I mean, um, we at the Peter Report staff, I think collectively, you know, we had Adam Slavon appear in the press box, myself, Matt Matera. We all looked at each other when they were back down at the one-yard line after that D. Delaney interception and just said, here comes the safety. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. It, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen the Buccaneers pass the ball in that instance just because – 
the, the interior of of the offensive line was overmatched all night. Um, and the problem that you that you experience running off tackle is you're running laterally before exactly. you hit the line of scrimmage. Exactly. Just try to you know just do something with with the passing game, a quick slant, a quick out, uh, whatever. It, it, you know it. it when D. Delaney picked off that pass to the one like, yard of course, line, of course, he's yeah. an inch away from it being a touchback, but he yeah. got stopped at the one. And at that point in the game, remember, this happened in the third quarter. Yeah. So it was well established that the Bucs were not running the football well right. at all. And I understand the commitment and don't panic. And yeah, the game was a little bit out of reach. Yeah. But at some point, we talked before about how great the Bucs were right. at halftime adjustments, particularly in week one, yeah. I think that's one of those examples right there. You have to say, we know that we need to run the football, yeah. but in this case, it, it needs to be thrown to avoid that type of situation, sure. which obviously reared its ugly head. Let's remember the touchdown. The only touchdown the Bucs scored in this game was on a pass to Mike Evans yeah. at the one yard line because right. they failed to punch it in the past two plays yeah. with running the ball with Rashad White. So everything up the middle was almost impossible uh for the box in this game yeah you know uh and trayer again thank you for that 499 super chat as well we're gonna go right to the super chats that's the rule here from trust and borbeck we appreciate the 1999 super chat mr matera looking very handsome in that suit bucks thank need you. to get healthy we can still win this division yes and I, I think that that's the key if you're looking at this and i said this in last week's two-point conversion with this 2-0 start that that kind of surprised me a little bit um, I mean, I did pick the Buccaneers to start 2-0, so I'm not terribly surprised. But the way that this team is is getting turnovers, and they had two turnovers yeah. tonight, Matt. They didn't do anything with them. And, gosh, you would have liked to have seen Devin White <sighs> at full speed without that groin injury. Todd Bowles even kind of said it, yeah. You know, there's no way he could run 60 yards for a touchdown or maybe mm -hmm. it was 80 yards, really. I think yeah. it would have been uh, with that groin injury. But, you know, th they're they're being opportunistic. And if this continues, that's a good thing. Remember, they started off, I think, with, with nine takeaways yeah. in the first three or four games, and then it just psh, completely vanished and disappeared. So they've got to keep this up. But they're doing a good job taking the ball away. But as uh, as Tristan says here, the Bucks need to get healthy. We can still win this division. My wife is still stalking my bank account. This is how you know I love you guys. So we appreciate the Thank super you, chat. Thank you, Thanks for the kind words. Yeah. That's can it. I get a bodega and a Diaby? Yes. Um, uh, you can grab a Celsius at a bodega. And we didn't see enough of Yaya Diaby yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. So uh, appreciate you uh, chiming in and uh, and for the super chat as well. Yeah, and just one more thing about that with the defense getting the turnovers yeah. and, and being timely. I, I understand your point about that advantage last season, but let's also remember that they're like they're getting it against the NFC champions right. from last season. Yeah. So I think that's that the, the quality of talent. You yeah. know, the Vikings were a great team last season. Yeah. I know they're off to a bad start, but not necessarily because of their offense. Yeah. Like their offense has done a, a lot of big things. So exactly. um, I don't see it as being kind of similar from last season where all of a sudden it's not going to be there. Because right. also, while it's very important the Bucs might be without their starting two cornerbacks next yes. week. I mean, obviously, Carlton Davis didn't play and – Jamel Dean left this game early with a shoulder injury. Those two players, as great as they are, have never truly been known as guys that take the ball away a ton. Yes. It's come from Antoine Winfield Jr. It's come from some of the other guys. Right. Here. D. Delaney with the big one today. Obviously, Devin White as well. So I don't think the turnovers are going to disappear. Now, a lot of other bad stuff can happen without right. having Carlson and Jamel. And yep. a lot of pass coverage will definitely need to be adjusted by Todd Bowles. Uh, but I, I do think the turnovers are here to stay. As we got another super chat yep. from uh, Architect 
499. Thank you, Architect 79, uh, for the 499 Super Chat. Sorry, it's late. Hall and JTS draft picks don't match up to the first round picks of the Eagles and the 49ers. Not bad picks, but just, just a guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a work in progress for Logan Hall. And, and I kind of cautioned everybody this is going to be rookie season 2.0 mm -hmm. just because this is his first year as a starter. This is for his first year playing at around 300 pounds. I mean, two years ago, Matt, he was playing at 263 pounds yeah, at Houston. Kind of wild. Yeah. So uh, now I'm not making excuses for him. He still has to play well. He still has to grow and develop. This is yep. week three. We'll see where he is at, at the end of the year. And we'll be able to judge if he's, you know, turning a corner or making some progress. Um, but Joe Trinchoinka, great game against the Bears, coming out party, um, and then he decided to uh, take a to break go, to go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean that again. That's part of the issue. Is can Bruce Arians, who was in the building today for uh, Rondé Barber's yep. Hall of Fame ring ceremony at halftime, which was probably the only bright moment for the yes. Bucks in uh, yep. in this whole game, he took a little shot at at the Eagles fans as well. But Bruce Arians always talked about stacking. He would talk about wins a little more specifically. Right. But JTS was very important to stack these good yes. performances, and we just didn't see it. And in the past couple of weeks when Anthony Nelson steps up and right. makes a big play or Cam Gill gets that strip sack or whatever, you just didn't have that little added element right. from the Bucks pass rush today. Even Shaq Barrett, you know, close yeah. but no cigar a couple of times. Right. Honestly, Greg Gaines, the defensive tackle, yes. forced what should have been a holding penalty. <laughs> right. He was one of the best pass rushers that right. the Bucks had today, and that's obviously and not his forte. You know, this game was, was lost in the first half because the Buccaneers were so close on a couple of plays that really could have changed the game. Uh, let's take the super chat, and then I'll get to that point yeah. here. First name, greatest 499 super chat. Canales' offense averaging 17 points a game, not impressed. Completely understandable. I mean, it, this is this this is a work in progress. This is yeah. a new offensive coordinator, new offensive line, completely revamped uh, offensive line, new quarterback, new running back, and I'm not making excuses. Nothing I said is factually incorrect. This is all true. Yeah, uh, it's going to take some time, and 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 I I said this about Dave Canales. He's going to have some weeks where he's he loses the chess match. There's going to be some weeks where the offense stinks and kind of implodes. This was a tremendous defensive line, a defensive yeah. front, and, and a defense overall that went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Patrick Mahomes last year, mm -hmm. you know? And, and you have to keep that in perspective. This is the class of the NFC. The Bucs are trying to be the class of the NFC South, Matt. Mm -hmm. And the, the NFC South last year had an 8-9 team, Tampa Bay, and three 7-10 teams, okay? So... Yeah. That's that's where the Buccaneers they're trying to swim in in that pond right now, not make it out into the ocean because uh, the, the Eagles that's that's their domain. That I mean, the Bucks are not in the class of the Eagles and the 49ers. Yeah, probably the Cowboys as well. Throw them into the mix. Yeah, uh, they are uh, trying to be one of those B teams in the NFC. They're not an A team. They don't have the talent, and they don't have the cohesion, the the gel the chemistry, the production on the offensive side to even come close to an A team right now. They're, they're a C team that's trying to get to that B status, and 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 that's just the facts right now. So, yeah, it's it's not impressive right now. No. Um, I, I think it, it, I, I predicted 17 points for the, the Bucks tonight, losing 24-17. Right. It was <laughs> 25 to, what, 11. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, maybe you, you wanted a little bit more offense. 
But we talked about how this was a game that was kind of lost in the first half. You know, um, Mike Evans, right? He he dropped the touchdown. He dropped the touchdown pass that that really could have helped this Buccaneer team absolutely get some momentum on the board. There it is, right there. I mean, he dropped that. Uh, yes, he did have the defender in his face a little bit, but Mike, if, if you want twenty-five million dollars a year, I mean, that's a catch you got to make. And <laughs> and then you look at Greg Gaines getting held. Yep, he wasn't called. It wasn't called. He hits Jalen Hurts. Jamel Dean dives for the ball and just missed and it. Just missed it. Olamide is, is, is a carious, uh, you know, had a, a, a touchdown catch. It's just those two plays where it was close for the Buccaneers, but no cigar. And and, and that could have really changed things and given this Bucks team some momentum. If Evans catches that pass for a touchdown mm-hmm. and Dean breaks up that pass or Greg Gaines hits Jalen Hurts and a that pass earlier. is incomplete. Yeah. And for Mike, I mean, listen, a lot of people are going to go crazy over the one-handed catch, and it was, a, yeah. it was a spectacular play. I'm not taking anything away from that play specifically. But Mike did not have a good game today. I mean, he, he dropped not even that touchdown right there that he dropped. He dropped one before, earlier in that first quarter, that would have been a first down, would have kept that drive going. And let's remember, the Bucks' offense, besides their field goal and yeah. their touchdown, most of their drives were either three and outs or one first down and then punting the ball back and not winning that game of, uh, you know, that time of possession, which really helped them, especially last week yeah. against the Chicago Bears. So everyone knows Mike's the greatest offensive player in, in team history, yeah. and he will be better. I mean, obviously yeah. he went insane last week again, right. so it is very capable. But when you're playing the cream of the crop in the NFL in right. this conference, you need your best players to ball out. And Mike had two tough drops early on. He had another one right on the sideline that was a little bit difficult. Maybe he could have made the play. So three instances where Mike could have came up big. Jamel Dean, again, another big-time player on this team, could have had an interception. No, it's a touchdown. So it could have been 7-3 with Mike's touchdown. And uh, instead, another touchdown goes on the board for the Philadelphia Eagles. So you need a lot of things to bounce your way in this type of situation where you're clearly the underdog. and. The Bucs had a chance for some momentum, Scott. They had yeah, that big fourth and one stop by Ryan Neal early on in the right. game to give them the football back, and they didn't do anything with didn't it. Didn't do anything with it, exactly. And the Bucs defense was pretty good in the red zone today. Yeah. And for all the struggles they had running and, and all that stuff, like they really made the Eagles fight for yeah. every single yard. And when they did score, they they really had to earn it. They didn't yeah. give up too many uh, too many of like the big moments that that's hurt them before. Speaking of hurt, Matt, we have Devin White who's hurt. We have Vita Vey yeah. who's hurt. Didn't play nearly as much this game. Greg Gaines was in there a lot and mm-hmm. played pretty well, but he's no Vita Vea. Uh, Zachary uh, Jarvis with a 999 super chat. Thank you. Why do our starting cornerbacks have to be made out of glass? That's a great point. And Jamel Dean, who had two interceptions last year. In New game. Orleans, yeah. in week two, a very big place, one one of which was in the end zone, Yes, that saved a touchdown. He had a shoulder injury and didn't finish the game. D. Delaney came in, did get an interception, but he's he's not Jamel Dean. The Buccaneers could be without Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, who's slow to recover from that toe injury. And if you remember this play last year, Carlton Davis forced a fumble, Chris Olave, and recovered it. Uh, as the Buccaneers uh, defense kind of put the clamps down, Mike, Mike Edwards, who's no longer on the team, had a pick six. He was tweeting at the Delaney tonight. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Jameis Winston helped the Buccaneers win that game with three 
interceptions in the fourth quarter, two of which mm-hmm. were to, to Jamil Dean. So, uh, <laughs> Zion McCollum and D Delaney and Derek Pitts. Derek Pitts got a lot of playing time <laughs> yeah. after, um, yeah, yeah after Jamel went down. That's so. not what you want, Matt, when you're going into a game that will be for NFC South uh, supremacy. Supremacy. Yeah. yeah, between yeah them and the Saints, obviously next week. Which Jameis Winston could be starting at quarterback in that yeah. game, obviously with Derek Carr uh, injuring his shoulder in yesterday's game. So yeah. and Chris Olave is quickly turning into like a really, really special yes. player uh, at wide receiver for the Saints. So yeah. definitely not a great matchup. At least I McCollum has been through the ringer already right. early this season. I thought he played very well against Chicago. Yeah. Definitely want to rewatch the tape before I kind of make a full decision yeah. on Zion. Again, he's going up against A.J. Brown, Devontae yeah. Smith. That's, you know, two of the toughest battles that he'll get this season. But they already put a lot on Zion McCollum's plate. Even more is going on yeah. Zion's plate. By default, there's really not much they can do about it. But we got another super chat. From you, you guys T. are coming through with, with the yeah the super chat. Even with Peter the loss, yeah. even with the loss, you guys still yep. show up. So uh, thank you, William Keith, for this 999 super chat. Who says the sky is not falling just yet? These types of games make a team better, especially up front. I've seen enough to know this team can win the NFC South. And again, that's the beauty yep. of the uh, you know the twenty four hour rule. It's yeah. the, you know when you win, it's nice, but there's also the other side of it. No team goes undefeated. The Bucks that's are right. going to lose at some point. So, and the fact too that's it was on a Monday. It's one less day you have to wait. That's to, right to go out and play. So I think that's uh, yeah, they're definitely going to wipe the slate clean with this one. And yeah, I, I expect a much better bounce back performance from them. With the yeah. division on the line, especially what Baker said, like we should have been pumped up. It's Monday yeah. Night Football, like yeah. we're playing against a great team. He talked about having a little more juice next week, and I expect the Bucks to do so. I, I think that was really the disappointing thing yeah. that, that Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield both kind of echoed a little bit was that the Bucks they, they were not the more physical team. They got out physical in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and that's going to be examined. That's going to be brought up. That's going to be. Um, reflected upon yeah. and hopefully improved when the Buccaneers travel to New Orleans. Yeah. You, you know, there's there's no reason not to be because yeah. you you got to establish the run in this offense mm-hmm. to help the defense out. The Eagles did what the Bucks wanted to do. They ran the ball at will, 201 yards rushing. They had a 38 minutes a time of possession. Tampa Bay had what 21 minutes. Yeah, and some yeah it, it was, was very two, two to very one. lopsided. Yeah, two to one time of possession advantage. That's that's not winning football. Michael Perkins with a four ninety nine super chat. It annoys me how the Baker haters pile on him after a game like this, when in reality the offense as a whole got outplayed. Evans with three big drops. Yeah, Michael, I, I get what you're saying. That's just the internet. That <laughs> that's the internet. That's what people do on Twitter. There's a lot of people that don't like Baker, so they obviously come out of the woodwork when he doesn't play well or the team doesn't play well. When Baker plays great, you'll see a ton of Oklahoma fans saying yep. how awesome Baker Mayfield is. But, Scott, when Baker talked about needing more juice from this team, they need yep. more juice next week, I think they should just have a Celsius energy drink. And I that, think it makes a lot of sense to me. If they just have a Celsius, the Bucks will be good and ready to go uh, for next week against the New Orleans Saints. So, of course, Celsius is – the presenting sponsor of the Peter Report podcast and the Peter Game Day Show. Got to give a huge shout out to Bailey Adams and Josh Capo yeah. for uh, holding down the ship or the fort, whatever you want to call it, uh, on the Game Day Show today. 
uh, two great jobs by them. But of course, Celsius, so many awesome different flavors. You see the sparkling lemon lime there. The Cosmic Vibe is their newest one, which is sparkling fruit punch. And there's so many great flavors. The Arctic Vibe is my personal favorite. So there is no sugar. There is no uh, post-energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with other products out there. If you need to know where to find one, go to the Celsius store locator, punch in that address, and it'll tell you the closest geographical location where you can pick one up, whether it's at your Walmart, Target, 7-Eleven, Health and Fitness Store, or your bodega. Bodega. And then after you go to your bodega and you know, I love Celsius, I just want more, I want it in bulk, that's when you go to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save you can have it sent to your residence whenever you want. You control it. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official energy drink of pewterreport.com. As we continue on here, live from Raymond James Stadium, following uh, the Bucks' first loss of the season, we have some more Super Chats. And Matt, that is the rule. We go to Super Chats first. Would you guys... Do a super chat. We're going to get your comment up right away. Yeah. Uh, first name greatest. Thanks again for the super chat. A 499 one who says, can someone please pepper bowls with coverage questions? Throws are not even contested. Opponents are wide open all day. Yeah. So I think part of this has to go back to the pass rush, which we yeah. talked about a, a little bit. I thought Jalen Hurts had all day to throw. He did. All day to throw. And I think part of the game plan was make him more of a pocket passer. Right. Kind of like what they did Justin Fields, but two yeah. different quarterbacks for sure. They made him a pocket passer, right. but he had a day and a half yes. to, to hit the wide open guy, which eventually that's going to happen. So I would almost say it's even more on the pass rush yeah. than uh, the coverage. And then, of course, Jamel Dean gets hurt. Like yeah. We talked about you have third and fourth string guys in there. They're just not going to beat Devontae Smith and then right. A.J. Brown. And yeah. obviously uh, it kind of reflects the, the game that especially A.J. Brown had tonight. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had Levante David with the sack, but I mean, Jalen Hurts trips on that play, yeah. you know. So, uh, but but listen, by and large, Tampa Bay's playmakers on defense did not show up, right? Even Devin White with that interception, the ball was thrown right to him. It yeah. was an errant throw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Levante David, we have yet to see a takeaway from him, and that's kind of his calling card for his fumbles, fumble recoveries. Mm -hmm. We have not seen him have an interception in forever. It seems uh, Vita Vea was was really not nearly as dominant as he nah. was uh, a week ago against the Bears. Shaq Barrett, pretty much invisible. Same thing with, with JTS. Mm -hmm. Antoine Winfield got hurtled. Um, yeah. It, Christian Isian uh, was a tackler tonight. Flying around. Yeah. But, uh, but really, no plays to be made on the defensive side. I mean, Dee Delaney made a hell of an interception. It actually ended up costing the Buccaneers I know. <laughs> two points, as we talked about before. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it just wasn't, wasn't a good game. And, and I think Todd Bowles wasn't trying to make excuses or apologies, um, about this, but when he says that the Eagles were the better team, they were the more physical team. They're a good team. You have to tip your hat to the other team sometimes. I mean, the Eagles caused a lot of the Bucks problems Yeah, and, and they just were better on both sides of the ball. They're the class of the NS NFC along with San Francisco right now. And, um, I, you know, I don't say there's no shame in losing to the Eagles, but this is week three. This is still, you know, Logan Hall, very young player. Zion McCollum, very young player. Uh, you know, Ryan Neal still trying to find his fit in this Bucks defense yeah. and, and make some plays. Revamped offensive line, new offensive coordinator, new offensive quarterback, new offensive running back. It's just, it, th this is a work in progress right now. And, and, 
and you have the Eagles coming off a, a, a 10 day rest yep. and study period. And they got back to being the Eagles tonight. And I'll be honest with you. Like I sure injuries. I'm concerned about that with Jamel yeah. Dean and the pass rush can be better, but I still think this Bucks defense can hang with anyone. I mean, yeah. I think they showed it today. They were on the field a ton. Yeah. And even though they were allowing a ton of runs and, and Jalen hurts had his time to throw, the defense still hung tough, and they forced more field goals than I, that I think many expected. Yeah. The key is with the offense, we know what the offense wants to do. Right. They want to run the ball. They want to, you know, kind of again lull you so then they can hit the big haymaker yeah. type of play. We know what they want to establish. But the mm -hmm. question is, one, can they even establish it? And there's still a lot of, well, what about this? What about that? Right. Chris Godwin, what is his role in this yeah. offense? He doesn't. Have you were talking about it before? He just hasn't done much with this offense. Yeah, just three, yet. three catches tonight. Uh, yeah, he had three catches. Let me pull it up. Um, yeah, five targets. He had three catches for thirty-two yards, and yeah. he also had the the two-point conversion. Um, he made the catch. Yeah, but you're not even getting production from. Listen, Gage got hurt. Everyone else is going to have to pick it yeah, up. Trey Palmer, nothing tonight. Trey Palmer had one catch for eight yeah. yards. Kate Odden had one catch for sixteen yeah. yards on two targets. Devin Tompkins. Four targets, two catches for six yards. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Mike having a good fourth quarter with the one-handed catch yeah. and the touchdown. It would, it would be even uglier than it was. Rashad White was tied for second on the team with three receptions. Three yeah. receptions for 24 yards. Yeah. So this passing game was just getting absolutely nothing. And things have to get fine-tuned. I get that it's the Eagles and, and it's difficult. But they're not perfect. They're not perfect by any right. means. I mean, Chris Godwin only having three catches for 32 yards when you were in a throw-it-now mode, Yeah, it's just – it's really head-scratching. Josh V with a 499 Super Chat. Thanks so much, Josh. Yeah. Overreaction. Some dull fans. Come on now, Peter people. Let's let's be, be. – defense played well. Uh, gave the offense plenty of chances. Get the secondary healthy and get ready for New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I, I think if Buccaneer fans, if you want to turn the page to New Orleans, um, you know, that that's probably a wise thing to do. Uh, just from a, uh, you know, just just a, a mental standpoint, and I think the Buccaneers, Matt, they've got to kind of do the same thing. They, yeah, they've got to, yeah, to, you know, to to turn the page. And and as Callie Bucks says here, the time of possession was the difference. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and uh, the play calling was atrocious. It was, you know, <laughs> um, uh, that's just how it is. But uh, you mentioned get ready for next week, and uh, that's going to be the focus of tomorrow's show. Yep. Big Saints game lies ahead. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so we will be live on a Tuesday. Usually, Tuesday is is, is our day off; it's the mm -hmm. players' day off. But but we're going to have a show on Tuesday tomorrow because that's going to be our our day of technically our Monday. Yeah, show. like our Monday yeah. show. <laughs> and, we're, and we're for you, Pewter people. We're going to do roll call yeah. at four twenty on Tuesday because uh, we're not doing it tonight because no. it's this is a post game <laughs> podcast, not a Monday podcast. So yeah, Matt, let's do roll call tomorrow at four twenty. Make sure you join us. It's the it's the, the best podcast that we do, I think, um, outside of the post-game podcast, just because it's always fun to see where people from around Tampa, around yeah. Florida, around the country, and around the world are tuning in from. So uh, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, big Saints game lies ahead for Mike Evans and the Buccaneers. Hopefully Mike catches another touchdown doesn't get ejected from this game. <laughs> you know he and uh, Marshawn Lattimore are going to be uh, going at it again, and he's got to keep his cool. And we have another super chat to get to from Meets McGee. Yeah, shout out Meets McGee, who's constantly 
super chat. Yeah. So thank you for the $5 super chat who says, give this team time to grow. The offense not flowing yet, not comparing this team to our Super Bowl teams, but the offenses started out slow those years also. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather them kind of start out like this and then pick it up as the season goes on. Yeah. I think this offense will be leaps and bounds better by December than they are yeah. going into week four. I mean, we're still in September. There's still a very, very long way to go right. this season. I understand we all want to live in the moment yeah. and want to freak out about this performance. It wasn't a good performance, but I, I this isn't the last of this Bucks offense. Like yeah. they're, they're going to improve. They're going to figure out what works. Todd Bowles even said during the week that you need at least like the first month of the season before you even decide what your strengths are weak and weaknesses are yeah. as a team. So you can't you can't decide it after three weeks. Yes. Charles Reed says, "What plays can you call when both lines are yeah. getting thoroughly worked?" And, and and there is something to that. It's just it's a rough day at the office. Um, you know, Matt, you mentioned Todd Bowles. Uh, let's hear what he has to say about uh, the tush push that Eagles quarterback sneak. Um, you know, that, that, that was uh, a challenge for the Buccaneers tonight. Um, is, is this fresh video or is this from the week? This is from the week. Okay, it's from the yeah. week. All right, let's skip that then. Um, he talked about it after the game, but it's it's just hard to defend. The Buccaneers even shut it down on third and one. Yeah, they did. They like, yeah, did it pretty but, well. But on fourth and one, it's just it's tough to stop back-to-back. -back. But we do have some video from Devin White, who actually had a bit of a bold prediction after this game. Yeah, he said that the Bucs are going to the playoffs. So this is uh, there's a couple of questions in it, but he obviously talks about that they're going to see the Eagles again because the Bucs are going to make the playoffs. So, all right, Devin White, very confident. Take it away, Devin. I'll just tell everybody that eat it. You know, uh, we got a 24-hour rule, whether we win or lose. You know, well, make sure we stick together. Nobody had their heads down. You know, we're going to watch the tape. We're going to find ways to get better. You know, first thing Baker said, we're going to start faster for y'all. We got to. You know, and at the end of the day, hey, you hold up on your side of the ball, and I say, hey, we got your back. So at the end of the day, we just stay a unit, man. We got to have fun with it and just keep balling out, man. At the end of the day, just one game, but it's a, it was a big game. I wanted to beat them so bad. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, We'll, we'll see them again. We're in the same division. We're going to the playoffs. I'm saying that right now. So it is what it is. The, the defense. Yeah. The defense was able to still get a couple turnovers with your pick and, and D's. How, how important was that just to continue to keep fighting, stay in that game, and show some progress? I mean, uh, we our goal is 30 turnovers, and I think now we have seven. So, man, we just pride ourselves on just helping the O out, man. You know, at the end of the day, if they on fire, if they not, just get them the ball. And, uh, man, we do a lot of ball drills at practice. You know, every position group, we do circuits. So, man, it's just good to see it paying off. But, man, we, that's what we got to do. That's what the game is. You know, we want to be a great defense. We got to get turnovers in. Uh, we're going to keep harping on it, you know, until the cows come home. With some of the injuries on defense, what can be said about the depth of this unit? Yeah, you know, one of the things that, that we were saying during the press box here is that this felt like a game, Matt, where if the Buccaneers were going to win, they have to have a score on defense or special mm. teams, right? They, they needed to help out this offense that was clearly struggling. It would have been interesting to see Devin White possibly outrun Jalen Hurts if he had that yeah. hamstring at 100%. Um, that could have been a game-changing play. You saw him. Uh, he was kind of short-stepping. You know, he wasn't even striding with, yeah. with the ball. He didn't want to aggravate that. That groin uh, returned it, I think, 16 yards, something like that, and then stepped out of bounds. But, you know, and another thing, too, when we talk about special teams, um, the Saints are notoriously one of the best special teams units. Kick coverage, yeah. punt coverage, punt return, kick return, field goals. They're they're one of the better teams in the, the NFL when it comes to special teams. 
Very concerning to me was the fact that that uh, Britton Kobe, Britton Kobe had three returns and averaged 27 yards per returns with a long of 52. And the kickoff returns, he also had a 30 yard kickoff return. Um, th that's an area that yeah. has to get shored up. And when you talk about these injuries now to Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, now you can't play Zion McCollum as a gunner because he has to start on defense. Right. Now you, you can't play D Delaney on special teams. He might have to start to be that third corner. Um, it's a chain reaction. And now, now you're bringing in guys that, that aren't starters on special teams. Yeah. You're really getting down to your depth and, and having to stick those guys in there and cover punts and kicks. And that's not a good thing, Matt, with the Saints looming. I like Jake Camarda as yeah. punter. I like Chase McLaughlin as the kicker for the Bucks. He's been yeah. fine with the exception of the block kick, but whatever that happens sometimes. There's nothing else I like about yeah. the Bucks special teams. Dev Thomas is fine as a, as a returner, yeah. but their punt coverage I think is really, really bad. I yeah. mean, it has been bad for a while, but right. I mean, Jake Camarda was booting it. Like, yeah. Kobe was running back, catching yeah. at the five. We're all like, why is he catching it? He should just let it go into the end zone. Right. And there was one, it, it put the Eagles up 3-0, yeah. I believe. He had a return. J.J. Russell, who got elevated the other day, right. just flat out whipped on a tackle that yeah. would have had him at somewhere between the 20 and the 10. Yeah. But maybe, no, he took it all the way up. Maybe a 15-yard return, but not a 52 Exactly. It was 52. Yeah. It was the long of the game, and it set the Eagles up. They were already over midfield and in going towards the end zone. Yeah. So that that immediately led to three points for yeah. Philadelphia. Again, if you're going to beat a good team, you have to you have to take advantage of special teams. Yeah. You have to win special team. You're going to pull off an upset like that. Yep. And the Bucks had multiple opportunities to pin the Eagles. D. I mean, Jake Mart was on the field a lot. Yeah. And the Bucks didn't move the ball on offense, and they just they couldn't win that field position battle when they really had a golden opportunity to do so. Yeah, Jake Camarda, four punts, 230 yards, 57.5 yeah. yard average, but only a 37.3 yard return. You do the quick math on that. that that's an average of 20 yards per return. And uh, it's really wasting some of those big leg kicks from Jake Camarda when you don't get down there and cover. And again, we saw the chain reaction of Zion McConnell. He's a really good gunner. Yeah out there so you have josh hayes who's a rookie playing in his third nfl game who did an okay job but then you know the other gunner and and you see that chain reaction yeah. on special teams now where jj russell has to come up and play he was on the practice squad so it's uh you know th that's a big concern as we head into the saints game meets mcgee two dollars super chat uh i said the same thing this is what what he's talking, talking about, about Devin white yeah we will see them again um, I, I'll say this: Tampa Bay has got to be much improved to to beat the Eagles. I, I think uh, I, I think if the Bucks played the Eagles again, they would lose unless this offense really just turns it on. And it would be in it would better. be in Philly. Yeah, and there's also a yeah. great chance that it would be. I mean, I guess the Bucks would have to advance to the second round, but I mean, the Eagles could easily get the number one seed, have a right. bye, and it's and it's divisional games. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, no Saints says Saints uh, two and a half point favorites. Yeah, I can see that uh, certainly. Uh, and, it, and we'll see how Jameis Winston plays against the Buccaneers. He's had some good performances. He's he's thrown some picks. Um, will there be anybody on the secondary that can come up with interceptions? Right, Jamel Dean may or may not play. We'll have yeah. to find out. Um, but that's that's some concerning news. 
right there. But, you know, folks, I do have some good news for you, though. Um, I know a really good realtor. And sometimes when you're looking for, uh, you know, a house to, to buy uh, or maybe you want to sell your house and get the most amount of money you can for it, you're going to want a Pro Bowl caliber realtor in your corner. And folks, that's exactly what the Eric Gross Group and uh, our good friend Eric Gross uh, is all about. Because Eric Gross and the Eric Gross Group, they're the official realtor of Pewter Report. It takes a full team effort to win a football game, and it takes a full team effort to win in real estate. The Eric Gross Group's done hundreds of transactions in this crazy real estate market and has the experience that you need in all types of situations. Eric is an avid Pewter Report reader and a Tampa native whose father was stationed at McDill Air Force Base. He and his team have the market knowledge, the top-notch communication, and the commitment to excellence when it comes to service that sets them apart. With their strong team of vendors and a network of over 85,000 agents in the EXP Realty Group, the Eric Gross Group will turn your dream of buying or selling a home into reality. Their clients are not just transactions, they're lifelong friends. Why wouldn't you want to establish a relationship with a Tampa Bay fan where you already have something in common? So let Eric and his team help you find a house or help you sell your house. Go to housesandfla.com. That's a great website. You can check out their inventory, housesandfla.com, or give Eric a call at 513-907-4271. Let the Eric Gross Group take the pressure off. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Eric Gross Group. No matter where you are in your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome. With the Eric Gross Group, the Fisher Realtor of Peter Report, again, visit housesandfla.com. Yeah, I can't wait for next week's matchup. I Again, poor poor taste from yeah. uh, how the Bucks played tonight, but yeah. I mean, a chance to be atop of the division. We'll see what happens with the Falcons. Obviously, it's a it's a three way race right now for, for yeah. that for that line. But well, yeah, here's the thing, James. James says you guys are nuts talking playoffs. I want you I want when you two are smoking. Bucks will be lucky to win seven games. Uh, you know, I'll say this: um, when it comes to this team, and if you look at, at at who they're playing, they're playing the AFC South, which I'm still not terribly impressed with. Yeah. I'm not impressed with the NFC South either. I think the Saints are beatable. I think the Falcons are are, uh, are beatable uh, if they can slow down the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw what happened when Desmond Ritter tries to to win the they, game seven sacks. Exactly, right. they can't. They uh, they're a team that has to play with either a lead or yeah. or a tie game. They can't yeah, come exactly. back. Um, and we, we talked about this earlier in, in the season. You know, the Buccaneers in 1997, you know, that was their breakthrough year under Tony Dungy. Rondé Barber played a big role in that. He was honored at halftime yeah. tonight with his Super Bowl ring to go with the gold jacket, to go with the bust. And now he's got the the, the Hall of Fame insignia next to his name in yeah. Raymond James Stadium that we're looking at right here. Um, but the thing is, is, is I remember that 1998 team, Matt, you probably don't have got some years on you, but yeah, that, that 1998 <laughs> team was the media darling. Oh, the Buccaneers have arrived. They beat the Lions in the first round. They went to the Eagles. Warren Sapp sacked Brett Favre three times. They lost 21-7. They're going to break out. They're going to be that team this year. And the Bucs have two of those teams that are the media darlings on their schedule this year. And one of them looks like they might be, you know, a contender. The Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. especially in the NFC North, right, where the, the Vikings have fallen off their 0-3. But the Lions, who took it to the Falcons, they're now 2-1. They beat the Chiefs and the Falcons. Those yeah. are impressive wins. 
And that's going to be the next home game for the Buccaneers after the bye week, the creamsicle game on October 15th. They have to win. They have to win the creamsicle game. But the Jaguars were supposed to be that team in the AFC. Very true. And they've gotten waxed. They're one and two. So, again, you look at the schedule, the way it plays out, the Bucs are going to take their lumps in San Francisco, mark it down. They're going to lose that game. Followed by a lot. Yeah, and I think in every other game, they'll have a chance to be competitive. And I look at a bunch of winnable games. That Lions game is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how much progress the Bucs can make. I still think that they're going to beat the Saints. I'm going to go on record right now in saying that. I think they'll be 3-1 and one at the bye week. If they're not, they're 2-2, two and two, and they still have a chance at winning this division. And, I, again, I think you have to slice it down. You already did to a degree. It's just about which games you can win. Yeah. And, like, I think they're going to sweep the Panthers. So that's yeah. two more wins right there. And they're already at two wins. So right. they need seven the rest of the way if you really want to sneak into either a wild card yeah. spot or maybe win that division. I know the Colts just beat the Ravens, but – yeah, I think that's a winnable game for yeah. the Bucs later on. Uh, the Houston Texans, obviously, yeah. are, are quite beatable. So the Tennessee, there are the Tennessee Titans. The know, Tennessee Titans the are another great example. Yeah. There are a lot of winnable games. Really, it's, you know, it's um, the two teams you just mentioned, the, the Niners, it's going to be extremely tough. Yeah. And they play Buffalo in a couple of weeks yeah. on a Thursday night that's game. That's going to be a loss. Yeah, Those are really tough ones. But outside of that, you can't tell me that the Bucs have no shot against a lot of these right. other teams that, uh, the Bucks, that they play on their schedule this year. Yeah. You know, and again, this this is this is for the NFC South title this year. This is not for the Super Bowl title. The Bucks are not a Super Bowl contender, yeah. not this year. Uh, they're they are still reloading, and if Baker Mayfield ends up being the right quarterback, if this is the right offensive system, if the offensive line can improve, and they improve their running game to where they're more formidable, then maybe they're marching in in that direction and maybe they win a playoff game in 2024 maybe they contend in 2025 yeah. if it all comes together but th- this right now this is a step back reload and still win the NFC South and and still be the class of the division get that automatic bid into the playoffs and and anything can happen i mean we mm-hmm. saw last year um the 49ers right i mean they roll into Philly and had the the most awful luck losing Brock Purdy. Yeah. They had no more quarterbacks, right? And they got destroyed by an Eagles defense. That you know, if Brock, if Brock Purdy plays in that game, it's it's probably a lot closer. Yeah. The 49ers, though, they didn't have any chance. So sometimes you get a draw against a team that's really wounded in the first round, and mm-hmm. anything can happen. We saw what uh, the Packers lose a first round playoff game at home a couple years ago. Yeah, that's uh, extremely true. You just got to get into the dance yeah. and then see what can happen there. And yeah. you still got a core nucleus from teams that have been successful and won Super Bowls and made playoff runs and things of that nature. So yeah. this team is capable of it. There's just a lot of things that need to be cleaned up from tonight right. into you know the November December yep. playoff stretch. Exactly. Playoff run. Meets McGee with another super chat. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Two dollars. Did D Delaney. Uh, get hurt uh, he left the game um i'm not sure about that to be perfectly frank with you yeah i don't recall i I don't recall if that's the case we'll find out tomorrow from todd bowles yeah uh the the end of of the game the last couple of minutes it's kind of a frenzy of us getting our stories up (laughs) us getting (laughs) the podcast ready going downstairs so we're we're you know basically away from the game going into the elevator walking in the bowels of raymond james stadium getting to the press conference room so uh Sometimes, you know, we, we may not 
catch every single detail at that time because we got to go from point A to point B to get the postgame coverage going. So not sure about that. Uh, got a post here. I knew the game was over when Rashad White fumbled right before yeah. halftime, and it was 10-3 to 3 at that point. Yeah, that was – that was a, a downer. That was a disappointment. And, you know, I he got clobbered. He on did. That play, you know? He did. I mean, great. Like play, he didn't but... see it coming. So, look, no. I'm not concerned. I know Rashad has fumbling yeah. issues last season. I'm actually not concerned about that because one of those freak plays yeah. where it was almost similar to when Christian Izzian got the interception against the Vikings yes. and then Justin Jefferson right. kind of like blindsided yeah. him. The way it happened, he got tackled from the side where he didn't even see Jalen Carter right. coming, and I think that kind of led to the fumble more yeah. than anything else. Well, and if you notice, Christian Izian didn't fumble the ball because he's hit by a wide receiver. Yeah, Rashad White got hit by a 300-pound yep. defensive tackle. The ball is going to come out in those instances. You know, and listen, we love Rashad White as as a as a guy, friend of the program, has been on the podcast. We have to be objective. Uh, I, I'm I'm not impressed by what I've seen so far, and maybe there is better a better version of, of Rashad White that's coming. Yeah. It's it's still too early to tell. Um, this offensive line didn't give him much uh, room to operate tonight, but he didn't really make his own action either. And and you have to wonder, he's a third-round draft pick. He's mm -hmm. not a first-round pick. Not that that means anything. Uh, I, Isaiah Pacheco is a better running back as, what, a seventh-rounder in Kansas City than uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yeah, first-rounder yeah. is, right? So. Uh, when you're in the building, it doesn't matter really what round you're drafted in. You got to be able to play. But man, you're looking at um, 14 carries, 38 yards. His longest run was a 12 yarder. Um, a yeah, two, and that was, the, that was the yeah that was the cutback run. That was his yeah. best run of the game. He just seems like I don't know. Sometimes running backs get into the game yeah. and they look like they just got shot out of a cannon. Yeah. And I just don't really see that with Rashad right now. I'm not saying that he can't find that extra gear, yeah. but he looks a little slow yeah. when he's. I agree. And and it doesn't help when yes he has to dance and make break tackles right up at the line of scrimmage. Right. So the offensive line is not doing him any favors. But I feel like it goes hand in hand. The offensive line can help out Rashad a little bit, but I yeah. think Rashad can help out the offensive line yes. just a bit as well. And we haven't seen it just yet. The best running backs aren't the fastest ones. The best running backs are the ones that make you miss slip tackles, break tackles. Um, you know, Rashad White is is a jag, just a guy. White doesn't have it to be the guy. Uh, that that's fair to say right now. Until Rashad changes our minds, I mean, that's the, and the, the problem is the other running backs like Sean Tucker. Yeah. I feel like Sean Tucker, every single time, he's like one last move away from getting a big run, but yeah. the defender just grabs his leg and he gets tackled. But Rashad, uh, Sean Tucker hasn't done anything right. to say, oh, he should be the starting running back. And then, obviously, Chase Edmonds is on IR, and yep. Keyshawn Vaughn didn't get an opportunity. And right. uh, it's kind of an insubordinate. Yeah. So, yeah. G Vegas says, we need German Rashad. Wade. They do. Uh, Danke Shane. Uh, just have every game played in Germany. Yeah. Um, well, they it, play the West Virginia song. Now, right. So <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. They're, just, they're trying to force a tradition that just isn't quite there yet. Yeah. And there's no connection. Everyone knows the deep roots that West Virginia and Tampa, Florida have together. But, yeah. oh, well, Tom Brady liked it. So, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, one thing that, that does make plenty of sense, though, is uh, is our Manscaped game balls, Matt. Um, yeah. Game balls presented by Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Well, folks, when it comes to uh, below the waist grooming, um, there's only one game to to play, and that is uh, Manscaped. Manscaped 
Uh, I am a Manscaped user. I know Matt is as well. Uh, he tells me, I, I don't know yeah. that firsthand, but uh, Manscaped <laughs> sent us product and we all use it and it really works. And um, if I didn't get a free Manscaped um, package, I, 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 would, I would honestly buy it because uh, it, it is a game changer. You know, today we're here with the sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like the babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use the promo code pewter20 for 20% off plus free shipping. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside the Platinum Package, you get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer that comes with a light, which is very important. Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, and the Anti-Chafing Boxers, and it even comes in the shed, which is the travel bag to hold your goods while traveling. So get all of this and get with the program, fellas. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code pewter20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code pewter20. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. All right, Matt. Who is your game ball going to today? Uh, I don't think there's really a lot of candidates, are there? Um, no, there really isn't. I'm going to go with Devin White. I He's obviously not 100%. Yeah. I think it was my week one uh, guy. But anyway, you know, I, I respect the effort that he gave, given that he's dealing with a with a groin injury. Perfect plug for uh, for Manscaped. Yep. He did have the interception. He was fourth on the team in tackles. Yep. Um, yeah, the ball was thrown right to him. But again, this is a bad game by the Bucs, yep. and it's not really a ton of great choices. Yeah, there really isn't. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with D Delaney just for stepping in yeah. and getting his second career interception. Um, you know, he might have to play. He might have to start next week. He Matt. might. And uh, the one thing about D Delaney is it doesn't seem like like the game is too big for him, right? He had no. a big preseason game against the Jets. He did. Yeah. Um, you know, he might be a little bit of a, of a surprise guy if he if he's forced into action next week, whether Jamil plays and then gets hurt again or what the Carlton plays and he doesn't finish D Delaney. I don't have a problem with him coming in there. He's not going to be a world beater. He's not going to shut down receivers, but he's a guy that is opportunistic. Yes. And he can make some plays. Now he might give up a touchdown and have to equalize that, you know, with a, with a, a turnover, mm -hmm. but he's capable of doing that. So, um, I, I'm going to get you know a, a game ball to, to D. I think that he's earned it, and, yeah. and also Luke Lacasse has a, a game. Yeah, ball I, I, well. I think you you make a great point. The Bucks coaching staff and Todd Bowles specifically, they trust him. Yeah. They trust him. He came very close to winning the uh, the dime, the slot corner yeah. position. It went to Christian Isian, obviously, right. but like D Delaney, you you feel okay when he's in the game. I think yeah. um, 
Yeah, Jake Camarda is. I was toying with that idea as well, but yeah, I want to leave that for uh, Josh Capo. It seemed to me that he almost outkicked the coverage a little bit, you know. And yeah, I think that's fine. That I think that's uh, a good you know, point. He, to be he had a, a seventy-three yard punt, which which is a little excessive. I, I think you know if if he has a sixty-three yard punt, then I think he probably doesn't give up a fifty-two yard return, right? Yeah. So I, I think there were some some instances where he showed off the leg a little too much. For you old timers like myself, you might remember Reggie Roby, a former Buccaneer punter, way back in the Sam Weiss days, right? Reggie Roby would do that notoriously. He he wanted to average sixty yards a punt, and he did. But he outkicked his coverage, and he had an all net average because he allowed so many return yards. Because those those punt returners had 10, 15 yards yeah. to esteem to make some plays. I'm curious where he ranks in terms of like the hang time of his punts compared to other punters yeah. around the league. Because some of his kicks, at least tonight, they're a little more like line drives, which right. obviously it gets to the returner quicker and doesn't yeah. let your corner or whoever your gunners are going to be get down the field. Yeah. So, yeah, that definitely played a factor a little bit. Ryan Neal also made that that nice tackle on the fourth and one. So I think he makes some plays in the passing game, though. Yeah, he seems like a box safety and and not much more. um, But Mm -hmm. we'll see, Uh, folks. um, You know, it's not a victory Monday, um, but it's going to be a hell of a Tuesday. We're going to have a hell of a show for you tomorrow. That's that's our Peter Report podcast tomorrow, and uh, four o'clock Eastern time. Be there, be square. Big Saints game lies ahead this week, and then the Bucks. Buy much needed by I think yeah. it's early in the season, man. They got to get some guys rested. I mean, this has been kind of a, of a tough three game stretch here from the injury standpoint, and and still no Kalijah Cansey from week one. Yeah, I, I think at this point they're probably just going to hold him out through the bye week. He didn't practice last week. No. I don't see him practicing this week unless he feels great and Vita Vea is dealing with that pec injury where they feel like they might need Kalijah Cansey, but. But uh, I don't know. I, I I think at this point they'd probably give him another week's worth of rest, then the bye week, and see if this guy can be a difference maker for this Bucks defense up front down the stretch. Yeah, you read my mind about Kalijah Cansey because they've had him for what ten snaps in that 11. first yeah eleven snaps excuse <laughs> yeah. me in that first game, yeah. and you know he's supposed to be the the focal point of the defensive line outside of Vita Bea. So yeah. I really need him to return. I do worry for how long he sits out for. And obviously you got to get healthy. Like right. there's nothing you can do if you're still injured, but how much that will set him back with just like being game ready yep. and, and going through so many different things. So uh, yeah, uh, the injuries hit the bucks pretty, pretty hard early on this season. Yep. A uh, big game ahead lies, uh, lies new Orleans on yep. Sunday. Uh, this is going to be for the, the early lead in the NFC South division with the Falcons saints and now the Buccaneers. Of course, the Panthers all losing this weekend. So yeah. It was a downer for the NFC South. Uh, so we shall see what um, what the injury report holds. We're going to hear from Todd Bowles early tomorrow morning. Yeah. And then we'll have all the news and recap for you. And we'll go back and watch the film before the the podcast tomorrow. But be sure to join us at four o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, please follow us on our social media at Peter Report on uh, Twitter or X. Sorry, X. Yeah. Threads, Instagram, Facebook, we're at Peter Report. Our YouTube channel is Peter Report TV, where we have the podcast, a bunch of different clips um, throughout the week, whether it's at practice or the games and everything else in between. So please follow us at Peter Report TV. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's going to do it for us on this evening's show. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching.
We will see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Six and all my bucks picks. Peace out. That's right. <laughs>